0: I hold in my hands uh, one of the latest books to come from the good people at National Geographic. And this book is something extra special and I am very, very happy that we can talk about it. It's called Girls Can, Smash Stereotypes, Defy Expectations and Make History. This is a book definitely intended for young readers, but just about anybody will derive great inspiration from exploring this book in which we learn about all kinds of extraordinary women through the course of history who have made an enormous difference in the world in all kinds of different arenas. And uh, the book is uh, beautiful to look at and uh, and endlessly uh, fascinating. One of the people responsible for it is a writer and poet by the name of Paige Towler who uh, has a a long uh, history with National Geographic, uh, a book editor there uh, for National Geographic kids for five years. And her work has appeared in uh, such anthologies as Hey Baby and the National Geographic Book of Nature. And this book, again, is titled Girls Can. And Paige Towler, we welcome you to the morning show.
1: Thank you so much. Greg, so glad
0: to be here. I'm glad we can be having this uh, conversation. The uh, the book is so inspiring, and it's not only inspiring to read, but I'm sure it would be tremendously inspiring uh, to write. Uh, tell us a little bit about the creative process by which this book came together and the precise role that you played uh, in the crafting of this book.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am one of three authors on this book. I worked with Marissa Sebastian and Tora Shea Pruden, both fantastic women. Um, and I really can't emphasize enough how much of a group effort this was, not just from the three of us, but also from the designers and photo editors and fact-checkers and regular editors, or rather, I mean, text editors, um, and also people at other divisions at National Geographic. We were lucky enough to work with um people who could help us profile some of the amazing National Geographic explorers who are actually out in the field making huge changes for the environment. Um, And we were lucky to work with the um, adult book team who put out books for a mature audience and um, work with them in getting some interviews with amazing people like Oprah, Roxanne Gay, and more.
0: I think one of the things that is intriguing to me is that when we – read this book, there are all kinds of women uh, whom we have certainly heard of, like Oprah Winfrey and Susan B. Anthony and Madame Curie and so on, but then all kinds of women uh, whose names will not be nearly so well-known. And of course, we're talking about a whole planet (laughs) from which to choose. I mean, this is really, this book is global in its its scale and and wide-ranging in terms of its historical span as well. How hard was it to figure out which women to highlight and uh, what kinds of things did you think about and weigh in making those choices?
1: Certainly, it was uh, definitely really difficult. I mean, there could be an infinite number of these books, honestly, because um, the amount of amazing women out there just goes on and on. Um, And you bring up a a really wonderful point, which is that we did want to highlight a lot of unknown stories in addition to the more um, established ones. And that is because we really wanted to prove the point that these things have been happening throughout history. Women have been doing amazing things. And part of the problem is just that their stories aren't being told or highlighted as important. So we were really excited to be able to break it down by time period, by uh, subjects such as sports versus science, and of course to highlight stories from all around the globe and just show an amazing abundance of change and leadership and passion and brilliance from women throughout history. Mm. Uh,
0: Why don't you choose a couple of the lesser known women whose stories you think are especially remarkable and, 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 and and whose stories are found in this book?
1: Absolutely, yes. Uh, Two of my, I should say, favorite stories, which, of course, they're all my favorites, but uh, two that I find particularly inspiring and that I had never heard of um, were Enheduanna and Edmonia Lewis. Enheduanna actually lived um, thousands of years ago in um, the Assyrian Empire, and she is the first known writer. So basically, out of all of history, she is the first author whose name we know. It's not the oldest piece of writing, but she's the first author to have her name on something. And the fact that there's something that monumental, and it's a female author, and I had no idea, really uh, inspired me. (laughs) Um, We don't know whether Enheduanna was her title or her name, but we do know that she was really kick butt in that she uh, was a priestess, Um, She was responsible for uniting a couple of different uh, groups of people under her uh, visions. And um, on the side, she actually wrote her own personal poetry. So she was just a great visionary leader and talented poet. Um, And then more recently, Edmonia Lewis was a sculptor in the uh, 1800s. She was born um, after enslaved people had been freed, and she was born to a um, freed father and an uh, Ojibwe mother. So she came from a background that was extremely marginalized and the odds were very stacked against her, Um, not just being a woman, but being a woman of color from two very, very put upon and discriminated against backgrounds. Despite all of that, despite a, an early upbringing of extreme adversity, she actually became a master class sculptor and studied in Italy under the best. And um, I had seen Edmonia Lewis's works, actually, when I was vacationing, and I thought, you know, this is incredible, but I had no idea about her story. Um, and it's just a testament to not only her natural skill, but this woman's incredible determination to create beautiful art despite the odds of being completely stacked against her.
0: Hmm. One of the uh, one of the points that uh, recurs through the book is uh, sort of a parade of different myths that, uh, for for such a long time, have held back certain women from achieving all that they might or, or held back women from dreaming about possibilities uh, kind of beyond the standard stereotypes and so on. What was it like to kind of think about those important myths and to sort of set them up so they could be, in effect, dashed as we read your book?
1: Right. It was. I have to say, honestly, it's um, it was surprising and frustrating, but ultimately definitely liberating to uh, dive into a lot of research. Um, the thing about these myths is the surprising and frustrating part is just how frequent they are. You know, if you go online into different forums or sometimes just talking to people, they will bring up myths about women in leadership, myths even about the way women's brains are structured. You know, silly things that are completely outdated, but still hold way over the way people think. Um, so it was definitely a daunting task uh, trying to collect some of the most popular myths for each category and then to dive into different research papers, different published journals, and really find just in addition to common sense, you know, scientific information um, that would let us, or of course at an appropriate kid's age, uh, just dash them to pieces. Mm.
0: We uh, we open the book with uh, a chapter devoted to leadership, and uh, this is a wonderful array of women, with um, people from Cleopatra and Queen Elizabeth the First all the way to present day politicians and, and CEOs. And then we meet uh, some great adventurers and and uh, and athletes, uh, some great writers and artists, some great scientists and mathematicians. And then I think the. The book really ends with a bang, with chapter five, which is titled "Changing the World," which features a succession of of really incredible and inspiring women who, in one way or another, uh, have helped to change the world, uh, and uh, and people from from the the pages of history like Susan B. Anthony and Sojourner Truth, straight through to the present day. Uh, what would be one of the women from this part of the book that you think is especially worth knowing?
1: Sure. I um, I was really glad to include Sojourner Truth's story. Um, we paired her closely with Susan B. Anthony because Sojourner Truth really shows um, a glossed over history of women's rights. So... Um, we we idolize Susan B Anthony and we all know the, or I should say most people know the amazing um, and incredible strides she made for getting the vote for women, um, and we do profile her. But she was where she fell down really was on intersectionality. So she did not promote um, rights for Black women. Um, and Sojourner Truth came along uh, and shed a light on so many voices that were being overlooked and really had so much to add to this movement. Um, So we were really excited to be able to look at things from multiple perspectives and sort of pull back the curtain on aspects that may have been glossed over or um, not taught as much and tell the story of a woman who just refused to be silenced and refused to be told that she was less than.
0: Hmm. There is an intriguing spread towards the very end of the book, uh, which is devoted to boys. Uh, Explain uh, what this page is about and uh, why you and your collaborators felt like it was important to take a, a brief moment for boys.
1: So, um, of course, we are. This book is devoted to raising up and empowering women um, and smashing myths against them. But one of the most important messages, um, to I think, bring more people to get behind women's empowerment, is to really emphasize how it it helps everybody. Um, it helps girls. It helps boys. It helps people who don't identify as either it's really good for society in general, basically. So the idea with this spread was to show that boys don't have to be held back by gender biases or stereotypes, too, and to touch on how these things also can be damaging to boys. Um, For example, I think, you know, it's very everyone's heard the phrase, boys don't cry or boys shouldn't cry. Um, Today, boys are told that they shouldn't like pink. You know, oftentimes men in – Traditionally, quote unquote, nurturing positions can be uh, looked down upon. And we wanted to show that that's all ridiculous, basically. Um, And that smashing down gender stereotypes is something that liberates absolutely everyone.
0: Hmm. Let's close by giving you a chance to uh, describe what this book looks like visually. It's one of the things that I really appreciate. I mean, for as much substance as there is in the text, the way this book looks is also really important in terms of what I think will uh, will will um, uh, be its appeal to young readers.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. We have um, an incredibly talented team. Um, our designer, Amanda Larson, really did an amazing job setting this up to look very uh, graphic, I should say. It looks a lot like there are a lot of graffiti elements. Um, it looks like... Someone's out there, you know, starting a revolution, basically. It's got a lot of brilliant, as expected, bold colors, and there are a lot of uh, layouts that feature really cute icons and graphics. We also have, um, of course, as, as usual for National Geographic, wonderful photos, thanks to our photo editor, Lori Epstein. Um, and some specially commissioned illustrations for the women who, you know, don't actually have historical records of what they visually looked like. Um, Each spread uh, is broken down either by two two women or one woman, so it's really easy to dive in and dip out. You can read it from front to back. You can start wherever you like. Uh, It's just very accessible, very, very beautiful, um, and really feels like it has a lot of energy and uh, excitement to it.
0: I completely agree. The book, again, is titled Girls Can Smash Stereotypes, Defy Expectations, and Make History, a marvelous uh, celebration of women uh, around the world and down through history. Uh, The book comes from National Geographic, and one of its uh, uh, creators, uh, Paige Towler, Paige Towler, thank you so much. Congratulations to you and your collaborators on giving the world, I think, a really important book. And thank you for being part of the morning show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Greg.